We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What is going on, IB Nation? Welcome to another edition of IB Nation Sports Talk. I'm Vince D'Addario. Special guest host right there, the big man himself, the boss man, Brian Driscoll. He's here. He's ready. <laughs> he's giving me a look. <laughs> he's, giving, he's giving me the look, man. I don't know. I come <laughs> on to help you out, to co-host with you, and you got fat jokes right out the gate. Oh. I mean... <laughs> Okay, didn't see that one coming. All right. <laughs> Just remember one thing, Vince. I know where you live, and it ain't that far away. Yeah. <laughs> more importantly, you signed the paycheck. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and reserve uh, my judgment. No, I'm just kidding. But, hey, we're happy to have Brian here. How Sean, roll, baby. Sean is obviously uh, in Durham uh, and uh, at the uh, Cameron Indoor because the yeah, women are man. playing Duke. And so one of my bucket list items, Vince, uh, I would love to watch a game at Cameron Indoor Stadium. That you let me know when you're going because uh, I'll be Let's stowing away because uh, I've heard that it's a lot like it's it's more of an intimate like yeah. feeling than most. It's a places. gym. It's yeah, a gym. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yes. it's a gym. Yeah. Yes. So it's how it's basketball games are supposed to be watched. Yes. Absolutely. And the fans are just like right on top of you. Like it sounds like an amazing atmosphere. And I love it's going to sound corny, but I just love like all the wood like accents everywhere. I mean, you know exactly where you're at when you see a picture in there. I mean, you know. Isn't that that how Indiana used to be? Or do they still play where they've always played Indiana? I believe so. I've heard their place is a lot like that too. Like it's it's smaller. It's like a gym. Yeah. You know, like they can call it a stadium or a hall or whatever, but it's a gym. You know, yes. and, and in, in the truest sense of the word. So, yeah, absolutely. It's her basketball. So, we're not here to talk hoops, man. No, at least not yet. We're here to uh, talk about ballers. We are. We are. And so, you know, Brian is nice enough to join me today. And we are going to talk about 2025 wide receiver Sean Terry. He committed over the weekend. Uh, to me, the guy who does not follow recruiting felt like a surprise. It wasn't a name that I knew. I didn't, and this is 
This is Vince D'Addario talking who doesn't follow recruiting very closely. And so I was intrigued as to who Sean Terry was. How does he fit in with the program and all these things? And guess where I found all my answers, Brian? Irish Breakdown. IrishBreakdown.com and the board. Uh, That is where I found out all my information. And uh, this looks like a pretty nice little pickup here. Uh, for Notre Dame, and I believe it also expands their board because there was some talk about is it going to be three wide receivers? Is it going to be four? Yeah. Now it feels like there's going to be four. We're going to get into that, obviously. Yep. Uh, but my favorite part when we do these shows, Brian, is talking about the backstory. Yes. Uh, where did this commitment come from? Who is this kid? He's from Ohio, I believe. You know, how did he get on the radar, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm lobbing it up to you. Give us the backstory of Sean Terry, the wide receiver out of Ohio. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, this is one of those ones. He There was a stretch of, of uh, kind of after Mike Denbrock was hired and, and right before he was hired, there was a stretch of just new offers that went out. The guys like okay. Sean Terry, Lex Cyrus, gotcha. Nas Newkirk, some different receivers, because it really came down to, you know, Mike Brown getting in here and, and Mike Denbrock getting in here as, as a duo and, and looking to see, okay, you know, what do we have? What does our roster need? Where, where are we short? Where do we need to kind of improve? Where do we've got to, you know, what skill sets are we lacking? And so Sean was one of the kids that that Notre Dame got in on, and, and he's had a really impressive offer list. I mean, Notre Dame offered him on uh, the 20th. They went okay. and kind of checked out the school. He had gotten an offer like two days before from USC and Arkansas. And he's a kid that already had a Penn State offer. Notre Dame offers him on the 20th. He gets an Oklahoma offer and a Tennessee offer a week later. He gets an Oregon offer. Actually, the same day, he got Notre Dame offered him on the 20th. Oklahoma, Tennessee, and Oregon offered him a week later, same day. Wow. And and so he was kind of blowing up a little bit. But it was one of those ones that you looked at and said this was a this was one where Mike Brown and, and Mike Denbrock looked at the kid and evaluated him. He had a Wisconsin offer. So Mike Brown had already offered him at Wisconsin. So there was that previous knowledge yeah. of Sean as a player. And, and so they looked and said, look, we need this type of athlete on our film. But even though he had an offer, initially it wasn't, from my understanding, talking to some different sources familiar with this recruitment, it wasn't initially a committable offer okay. because they loved the film. They thought the kid was a heck of a player. But there were some questions about, and it's the same question that I had, Vince, when, when mm-hmm. we talked about it when the kid first got offered, was what is his top-end speed, though? There's sure. a, I mean, the film is phenomenal, but what's his top-end speed? And so Notre Dame basically wanted a way to try to verify that. They have ways to get that done. And so this past week, my understanding is, and it was one of those things where if this kid can show us he's in this range, he's a take because we love gotcha. the film and we love the skill set. He verified his 40 time with the staff. And once he did, it was oh, done deal. Let's go. And so my what I was told is he got verified like late last week or this weekend, was told, you know, hey, you can you can jump on board if you want to. And the staff was very open with him about it. Like, look, we love you. We just this is part of our process. We got to verify for certain things. Boxes got to be checked, right? Yeah, we offered you less than a month ago, that kind of thing. As soon as he verified that 40 time, he got the okay to commit if he wanted to. And boom, just like that, it was a done deal. So it was basically, if they gave him the okay, he was coming Notre Dame. That's gotcha. pretty much how it was. And once he got that okay, it was a done deal. So, you know, the one question they had about him was, okay, can this kid run 
fast enough to play here. Because, you know, I've seen film, Vince, you've seen film of kids that are excellent high school football players. Mm-hmm. And and they end up coming to play for me at a Division three school or an FCS school. And you say, how could a kid – I had a kid that from Ohio that I recruited to Defiance. It was a 5,040-plus touchdown rusher in high school. Great film. He's a 4'9". Ooh. You know, so he so so Ooh. he's going to come play for me. Right, he's probably a little faster than that, but you you get the point that I'm making. Sure. He just didn't yeah. have that speed to play at this level. He was a 215, 220 pound running back at five foot ten. He was a tank, yeah. But he didn't have the top end speed. I've I've coached guys at the Division three level that were phenomenal football players, but instead of being a four four or four five, they were four sevens or four eights. That's just the reality of it. Yeah. And so they wanted to make sure that he was that, and once he did, it was a done deal. And and uh, I mean, note from the minute Notre Dame offered him, it, Oregon offered a week later, Tennessee offered a week later, and it didn't matter. Like once Notre Dame o- offered, it was like, okay, that's the team to beat. And then they got the okay. He did come on an, a, a visit, and I think it was that that one Junior Day weekend. Yeah, it was a couple uh, of weeks ago, or maybe right the, yeah, end of January. Yeah, yeah. And just it was pretty much if they want me, I'm coming, <laughs> kind of thing. And the staff did a good job of of explaining to Sean, hey, here's where we're at. And, and this is just what the process we got to go through to verify certain things. And, uh, but it has nothing to do with, you know, we love you. We love your film. This is just part of the process. But now he's I love that though. I love the openness of the staff to, you know, basically tell them where they're at. I, I, cause I can say from, from experience, that's not always the case. You don't always get the honest, open, you know, you just don't get that from coaches. They'll, they'll string you along. They'll, you know, we love you, but you know, that kind of a thing. And so I, I do appreciate that Notre Dame. Hey, look, here's where we're at. If you can do this, 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 and this, then, you know, you're, we're good. Let's go. You know, if not, we, you know, we wish you all the success in the world. You know, it's, it's very open and honest about what they're looking for and what you've got to do to be that guy. I like yeah. that. Yeah, and and he did everything that they needed him to do as well. Yeah. I mean, that's the other part yeah. of it. I mean, it's a kid that's a strong academic kid and all that. I mean, the fit made a lot of sense. So that's the backstory yes. on it. And it was not a it was not a situation where let's see how we how things work with this guy and let's hold off on Sean until we know where we stand with this player or that player. They loved the film. I mean, as I said, Mike Brown had already evaluated the film to his liking at Wisconsin. Right. And then it was just basically, okay. now let's take that next step and see if this is a situation where you're you're at that Notre Dame level, which is a little bit different than Wisconsin. Well, and and people are, you know, talking in the chat about, okay, well, this guy runs this and he's successful and this guy runs this. Look, there's certain things that top level schools, there's certain boxes that just have to be checked. You've got to differentiate guys and you've got to be able to I mean. It just is what it is. Well, it's like somebody's talking about Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup six two. Sean Terry's five ten. Right. Right. I mean, right. like, look, look. The, and and the other thing is, some of those guys are the anomalies, mm-hmm. right? Most of the guys that 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 are successful at the next level, like like Cincinnati. Mike Brown had a guy, Tyler Scott, who was 5'10", 5'11", 170 pounds. He ran a four three nine. Yeah. Right. That I makes mean, up for not, some height and some other things. Right. right? But yeah. you, you'd be foolish if you're Notre Dame. Not to do your due diligence. If a 5'10", 170-pound kid runs a 4'7", you can't take that kid. Yeah. Right? If he runs a 4'6", and lower, now you're in a range where the quickness makes up for the lack of top-end speed. Once his his speed got verified, it basically put him in the same range as Jordan Faison, which they were like... Let's do it. Clearly, that works, right? I mean, and, and, but I don't, yeah. and, but I don't, and I don't know a soul that was like, why aren't they giving Jordan Faison a scholarship a year ago either? Let's not, let's not act like we all knew Jordan Faison was going to be this stud <laughs> when he got to Notre Dame, right? right? Right. But uh, you know, so that was the backstory. I think it's smart by Notre Dame to do their due diligence, make sure because it's again, it's February. There's no yeah. need to rush this. You know what I mean? The kid Absolutely. loved you. You loved the kid. Let's do your due diligence and make sure that this right. is a kid that you, that you want and you can take. And they they did their job and. And now he's in the class. So. so now that he's in the class, how does his? Because we kind of we kind of touched on the three or four, you know, wide receivers in this class, things of that nature. So how does he fit? You compared him to Jordan Faison. How does he fit in this class? And then you know, onto this team, like what do they see him as? Is he a slot yeah. primarily? You know, where where are they going to move him around? What's it look like? Well, this is this is my favorite part. I love the class impact part, right? I mean that yes. that's that's the that's the fun part of this. And when you look at 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 Sean Terry, there's two aspects of it, Sean, or uh, Sean. There's two aspects of it, Vince. 
number one is the positional fit. And then number two is the specific skill set that they're looking for. The positional fits easy. He's a slot guy. Now, are there some looks where he can play outside? Uh, like we saw with Jordan Faison, you know, mm-hmm. this year where they ran that that post over concept with Jaden Greathouse. They wanted to use Jordan Faison to take the top off the defense because again, low four or five is still fast. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, sure. Uh, and and then bring that over to the, yeah. There certainly looks like that that you can you can you can use with him for Vince and and so. But as far as the primary position, it's that slot position. Sure. It's the position where you're basically using him to. Uh, be a playmaker in a lot of different ways. You know, you're mm-hmm. going to ask him to to work the screen game and you're going to ask him to work the RPO game. Right. You're going to ask him to work you know, over the middle of the field. You're going to he's going to be running crossers, over seams, quick outs, uh, bubbles, jet sweeps, reverses. He'll be a guy that you're going to utilize a lot on some jet action, even sure. on smokes where he's not necessarily getting the ball, but you're trying to influence the perimeter mm-hmm. of the defense to try to get them to hold. So you can get up inside of them on your inside zone. Yep. There's a lot of different things that he can do in that regard. And here's the other thing too, Vince, when you look at the positional fit, it's not just receiver that you're recruiting Sean Terry to play. This kid's also took five punts back for touchdowns last year. He's a dynamic punt returner. Cause the thing I like about him, and we'll get into this more when we watch the film, but he's five ten. 170 pounds. I've seen people list him at like 175. It's not real big, but his sure. play strength is really impressive. He's got a really strong lower body on top of having excellent balance, which is exactly what you need in a punt returner. And he's yep. got that immediate acceleration. Like he's not a, a four, four burner, a four, three burner, but he's that typical quick kid, Vince. And the thing you right. and I both know about real quick, sudden kids is he may only be a four, four, five or four, five, five, but he's a four, five, five, step one. Like so if him and Will, right? Yeah. If him and Will Fuller sprint fifty yards, Will Fuller's beating him by several steps. Right. If we're talking about the five yards, the 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 five to right. ten yard sprint, Jordan, it wouldn't shock me if Jordan gets off faster and has a better ten yard split than right. a guy like Will Fuller, because Will Fuller was one of that build speed up guys. Sure. Chase Claypool yeah. was a build speed up guy. This kid in Jordan Faison and and guys like that are he's a four five five, but it, Dexter Williams is that way, right? I mean, Dexter Williams mm-hmm. yes. could hit a home run just as easily as Josh Adams could. Josh Adams was a full tenth of a four, of a second faster in the forty yard dash, and he did that on a bad foot, right? right. Four four eight to four five eight. But Dex was a four five eight step one. He mm-hmm. had that immediate burst, and you want that in a punt returner as well. And, and you have to have a guy that can make people miss. He's very elusive. You have to have a guy that's tough enough to make people miss. Also, mm-hmm. there's there's two types of ways to make people miss. One is to juke them. The other one is as a punt returner, you got to be able to take contact and stay up. He can do that, right. and then you've got that acceleration. So this is a kid that that brings slot value to the table. This is a kid that brings movement value to the table. This is a kid that, from a positional standpoint, is going to be an RPO fit to what you do. And this is a kid that can be a dynamic punt returner. And then the specifics of who he is as a player is also something that they want, Vince. All those things we talked about, you know, a guy that's dynamic in the screen game, a guy that's a, you know, a good jet sweep guy, a guy that can do damage over the middle, a guy that can do damage in space, a guy that's elusive after the catch. Something that's largely lacking from the Notre Dame roster right now. Yeah. I and mean, you think Jordan Faison and KK Smith can be that kind of guy. You know, but Jordan Faison wasn't a super make you got you miss kind of guy this year, a couple times, but it was it was more so about he has the you could see he has the potential to be that guy. He didn't get a ton of opportunities to show that this year. And and so so you're projecting a little bit, and then you watch him play lacrosse, and you're like, yeah, he's gonna make a lot of people miss, right? <laughs> right. Um but the skill set's there from Jordan. And you, as he gets more opportunities, you saw a little bit in the bowl game. As he gets more opportunities, he's going to be that kind of player. And then K.K. Smith can be that kind of player. But outside of that, you don't have a lot of that on the table in this right. type of package. And and so he brings a lot of that to the table. And I'm, I'm a big fan of needing to add that to the table and to the depth chart. And so that, that's the thing is like he brings a niche niche to your offense in ways that like a Hunter Renfro, uh, well, actually Hunter Renfro is probably not a great example because he wasn't an after the catch guy. Amar Rogers is a name I see used a lot. And if you want a Notre Dame comp, I initially said Jordan Faison, but do you know who I see him more resembling as a player? Theo Riddick in 2010 and 2011 mm. as a slot receiver. Stronger, not big, not, I mean, Theo was a 4'6", right? But super elusive, 
strong kid for his size, could do damage after the catch. Theo was like a 38 catch, 400 some yard guy in his two years. I think, and I think Sean has a little bit more juice than Theo did. Like I think Sean's faster than Theo was. So I, that's the skill set that I I believe that he really brings to the table that Notre Dame needs. And that and look, if you give me a Theo Riddick type guy with Great House and Cam Williams and Micah Gilbert and you know Elijah Burris and hopefully like Derek Meadows and Taylor, hopefully you bring those guys in too with the tight ends you have. That's something you need in this offense that they honestly haven't had a lot of. And, and another guy that's a kind of a, a similar comp to me, Amir Carlisle. Remember how valuable Amir was as that complimentary make you miss kind of guy to Will Fuller and Chris Brown that were the burners. So those are the things that I that 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 complementary skill set that you know people obsess about rankings and all that oh, sure. stuff. It's also about building a skill set, right? A, a depth chart that had we we've complained to Vince, you and I did this show for two years before anybody else was on staff. Right. Right. And, and, and so we had a lot of conversation about, and the thing we would always complain about is they don't have enough diversity of skill on this depth chart. Yes. Well, this is a guy that changes that, right? This is a guy that adds something you don't have nearly enough of. If you're going to run an RPO based offense and they're going to be doing a lot more RPO in this offense and the, the route running potential is there. It's not quite there yet. Right now, he's just getting by on being a super athlete. Right. Eventually, the route running is going to get better. But that's the thing, too, Vince. So slot player, punt returner, and then just bringing a skill set to the table that Notre Dame just simply put wants and needs more of yeah. on the depth chart. Yeah, no, you and I have talked about it a bunch because for a long time, they were just getting the big, strong, back shoulder guys. Like, that was the wide receiver room. For so long. And then when they'd get smaller guys, Vince, it was like, okay, Lorenzo's still an outside guy. Okay, he's right. not 6'4", but he's still an outside guy. Right. You know, exactly. Braden Lindsay's not a big guy, but he's still an outside guy. Correct. They were all outside yeah. guys. The, none of right. them were after the catch guys. They were do your damage before and after. There was there was not a lot of different skills. They started getting different body types eventually, but not the different skill sets. Correct. And this is a clear change in the skill set from what they've been bringing in. There's no question about it. So it, th- this is a this is a big-time pickup. And, and again, this is one, in my opinion, where don't get hung up on the stars and all that stuff because it's about fit within the program that you're going to. It's not all about the stars and, and all of these different things. It's a great fit for Notre Dame. And again, one of the things that you always taught me real early on when you and I first started getting to know each other and I didn't know anything about recruiting and all this other stuff. And you're like, Hey, don't worry about stars. Who is recruiting this kid? What's his offer list? And you went over it a minute ago. Yeah. And within the last, what, three, four weeks, his offer list has exploded. There's a reason for that. Right. Let me read it again, Vince. Yeah. I'm gonna go alphabetical order. Okay. Arkansas, Auburn, Boston College, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisville, Michigan, Michigan State, Oklahoma, Oregon, Penn State, Pitt, Tennessee, USC, Virginia Tech, West Virginia, and Wisconsin. I mean, that kind of good. You, you've got all the power conferences uh, accounted for. And, and, and you got dynamic ways. offenses. You got yes. Oregon in there. You got Tennessee Correct. in there. You got you've USC. Got, Right, USC I mean, in there. You've yeah. got uh, uh, Oregon in there. Uh, Penn State offered the young man sure. as well. I mean, so the defending champs offered Michigan, this young yeah. man. So right, right, uh, which still just makes me, you know, when I, I say know, that. I but uh, I mean, the other thing too, Vince is is like I grade the kid. I sound pretty fired up about this kid, right? Mm-hmm. I gave him a three and a half star grade, top three fifty type of kid. Sure. But again, it's it's about that he's a niche player. Correct. That's the real. He's not a like a higher ranked guy is that guy that can do everything. It's Malik Napers. Right. It's it's you know guys, but the niche is really good. Sometimes it's okay to just be really dynamic in a small area, and you're going to add tons of ice. They're not bringing him in to be a ninety catch. For, they're not bringing him in to be two thousand nine Golden Tate. Now, if he if he becomes that, sure, okay, great. You know, but you're not bringing him in for that. You're bringing him in to be theoretic. Right. And I'm all on board with that. Sure. All on board with that because Theo Riddick had, did not have to be the dude. That was Michael Floyd's job. 
That right. was Tyler Eifert's job. But Theo was a really valuable piece to what they were doing. Uh, just like Amir Carlisle in 2015 was a really valuable piece to what they were doing. Hunter Renfro, a little different skill set, but like it was Justin Ross and T. Higgins and Travis Etienne. But who's the guy that broke open the Notre Dame game in 2018 with the big play? The first, like the big play to re- the second big play. Justin Ross had the first one on the tip ball, but that second big big play that broke the game open in the second half. It was it was Hunter it was Hunter Renfro up the seam. Right. That 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 was it. That compliment. Who who caught the game winning yes. touchdown in the 2016 title game? It wasn't Mike Williams, who was the far better player. It was Hunter Renfro. You need those type of players because what what fans tend to get lost on when they the people who just focus and obsess on stars, it's about building a roster. Because here's I'll tell you something else: who was the best receiver on Georgia's 2022 uh, national championship team? Vince, do you do you, not 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 tight end best receiver <laughs> on Georgia's 2022 um, football team? Do you, do you know the answer to that question? I do not. It's Lad McConkey. Led, okay. yep. ke- led the second on the team and catches behind Brock Bowers, second yep. on the team in receptions behind Brock Bowers, tied for with Brock Bowers for the team lead and touchdowns. You know what Lad McConkey was ranked coming out of high school? <laughs> was he ranked at all? Yeah, he was ranked. He was okay. impressive. Two for, um, uh, on three had him ranked as the number 1,146 player in the country, and 247 Sports had him ranked as the number 1,160 player in the country. Yeah. Right? I mean, so again, we could do this all day. Right. It's about the niche. So you, you like the niche. And then if he plays beyond the niche, that's great. Even you know, better. if he becomes, if you know, because like Amari Rogers to me was a, was a niche guy at right. Clemson for a lot of his career. Well, Amari Rogers later in his career at Clemson also became a volume guy. Sometimes mm-hmm. that niche guy becomes your dude. Right. For sure. Now, I think that was part of Clemson's issue at times in 2020s because they needed Amari Rogers to be that dude, whereas he was better suited as the complimentary guy. But, you know, you need guys like that, too. And as we said earlier, you're also bringing in a kid who has a chance to be a dynamic punt returner. So there's a lot of value. Even though I don't have him ranked as a top one fit, it's about building a roster. Right, exactly. And this kid brings value beyond just his star ranking because that's what building a roster is all about. Correct. And and in this day of portal time, don't you think it's smart to bring in a kid with a really good niche that, that also is a guy that's kind of bought in that mm-hmm. isn't that prima donna top 50 kid that's going to be gone if he doesn't play as a freshman. Right. Right. Again, you got to build a roster. It's Clearly about, wanted to be here. Yeah. I mean, this isn't NCAA, you know, EA sports where you're just recruiting 99s all the time. Right. Right. It, it's about building a roster. And right. that's, that's what it brings to the table. 100%. So without further ado, I, I love this response from DK. It's kind of like Vince that was supposed to be the side man, but he became the dude. <laughs> I dig it. Yeah. I dig right. it. Yeah, you never know. Don't trust those recruiting rankings. All right. <laughs> That's right. Sleeper, baby. Sleeper. That's right. All day. All right. So uh, what do you say we jump into the film? And uh, I want to respond to something real quick. Somebody oh, just yeah. said, build a roster of blue chippers. Good for the optics, plus dogs want to play. Again, I just pointed out the back-to-back national champions leading receiver was a kid that was not a blue chipper. And yet, it. this is what's funny. It just out one in one ear, out the other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just, ah, I don't care. It's just, okay, so we should not follow Georgia's path. We should ignore Georgia and the way they did it and just focus on blue chippers. Okay, probably not. It's a, I can give you, dude, I could do this all day. I just gave, I, that's not one example. I just gave you another one, Clemson. So we're talking about, so 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. Eight titles. I just gave you the na- the kid for three of the eight titles that this kid would rank higher coming out of high school. You want another one? What was Roman Wilson's ranking coming out of high school? The leading receiver who for the most recent national champion. What was his ranking coming out of high school? Was he a top 150 guy? Was he that dude? I'll tell you. No, he wasn't. He was a borderline top 300 player. I mean, rivals had him as a three-star. Nobody had him as a top 30 receiver coming into high school, and he was the leading receiver for a team that just won the title. That's half of the national champions in the last eight years, and that's just off the top of my head. Justin Jefferson ranked outside the top 1,000. It's another one. So, I mean, we could do this all day. Right. And, and, and that's you just, you just don't build teams of star rankings. It may make fans sleep better at night, but it's not how you build a roster, right? Exactly. And this kid can play. And, right. and again, I'm not a guy that has him ranked. This isn't me spinning to y'all. This is a 
four-star top hundred guy. And no, he's not that in my opinion, but he's a guy that adds value to what you're trying to build. He, he adds a, a trait that you, you need on this roster. And if he starts for you, you're good. If you over-recruit him, you're even better. And that's sure. how you build a roster. Well, there's a reason they give you 85. They they don't give you 22 scholarships. They give you 85 for a reason. You've got to build depth. And you've got to take a chance on some kids, too. And I'm not saying they're taking a chance, quote, unquote, but they see a specific need in the offense, and they went and filled that need with Sean Terry. That's the way I look at it. You know, and and we've all been either in charge of an offense or part of an offense or whatever, where you know, okay, for my offense to operate at its peak efficiency, I need a guy to do this. And I need a guy to do this. Okay. Well, in high school, you kind of got a, you know, round, you know, round peg square hole thing. But like in college, you can recruit. Okay. This is what I need. Box, box, box. Okay. This guy checks all of those boxes. Oh, coach, he's only ranked a three star. I don't care. He checks the boxes for what I need in my offense. We're going to go after this kid. I mean, that's, it's, it's naive to think that you're just going to, we only recruit five stars at Notre Dame. Like that, that's just, nobody does that. No, nobody does that. That's naive. That's not reality. That's not reality. And so, but I like this. I like this. this, I like this kid again. A lot of talent. We're gonna pull up the film. Are you ready? You is that what it. is that what we got next? I, you're, next. The, you're the MC, buddy. Is that oh yeah, no. Nope. Okay. Let's jump into it. Let's jump into the film because this is one of my favorite parts. Actually, is when we get to watch yeah. the film. No doubt. First thing you're gonna see, Vince, when we're watching this kid is is the after the catch stuff, right? I mean, that's this. But here's the thing that like he's a you know it's a cheat code. You know, I mean, now again, like, let's talk about the level he plays. Yeah, that's always it's, very he, important. He plays, he plays at a good level of Ohio, Ohio football from a high school standpoint. Sure. The level he plays at is mostly producing like D2 and D3 kids, right? So it's not like he's going against kids from Columbus. He's not playing against the Cincinnati level, that kind of thing. But it's, and he comes from a really good program. I mean, Ironton was even good when I was a kid in the, the 80s and 90s. Ironton was a good football program. You know, so so that's the thing that's out of the gate. Think about that. But what you're going to see, things that I like, the, this is what we're talking about. He's oh, really has that. a great feel in space. He's yeah. super sudden. You're you're going to see a couple things here, Vince. You don't see him. Uh, I'm I'm just going to say this to kind of tweak Ryan a little bit because we we're having some fun with this. He doesn't have a robust route, you know, package route tree. Uh, yeah, route right tree. Now. But yeah. um, you know, he does a lot of this stuff. Right. This is this is him in the punt game. He does a lot of this, just make plays in space. But the skill set is there. And that's what I'm saying. This kid's not a four fault four guy, but watch how quickly he gets to full speed. I mean, he's there in a hurry. And that suddenness, it's a 45 degree cut. I don't care who you're going against. That's going to be effective. And and he's breaking tackles, too. That shows the strength and the lower body strength right there. Right there. Look at that. Kid goes too high on him. Good luck. Feet never stop moving. Yeah, they just don't. You can see that that lower body, um, you know, ba- the balance he has is exceptional. Balance to me in this situation, it's like, do you are you a kid that can can take a hit, keep keep moving your feet? Can you make a cut and and not slow down, not stutter, not have to gather, you know, all those type of things? I mean, he brings a lot of that to the table. Look at the respect they gave right. him, and how much how much room they're giving him off the line. Holy cow. Yeah. Somebody compared him to Rodney Gallagher, who Notre Dame liked out of West Virginia last year. Remember him? That's a very good comp, Mike. Very good comp in the chat. I like that comp. Again, he's a guy that needs work. This is not a real, like this is not teaching tape route technique here. Oh yeah. You know, but that's okay. The, 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 you know, he's got the quickness for it. Right. And the route. So that part's going to come. I, I I like that one. So, I mean that that part's going to come, but this is why you're this is what you're looking for. This stuff right here, just to get through that little crease right there, like that's an impressive. He does. To Boom. He does such a good job of splitting defenders. Yeah, and he can feel when a guy yeah. has over pursued even a step. Yeah, and he makes him pay for it. It's a combination of two things, Vince. As you know, you've got to have anticipation, right? And and it's that vision thing. It's anticipation, but also you got to know how to set guys up. And he does a very good job of Absolutely. setting guys up. He does, like you said, you see a little bit of that deep speed here. But what I like, Vince, is he in the few instances we see it, he does track the ball very well. Like he has good mm-hmm. ball skills. 
even though he doesn't do a ton of this. Well, I noticed it on the punt return, to be honest with you. He tracked that ball really, really yeah. well. Yeah. And that's not easy to do going backwards. This is a nice forward lean too, Vince. You see, he doesn't have a lot of wasted motion off the off the ball. That's another thing too. So you know, good top end, you know, shows good quickness out of here. He's going to be a separator because of how sudden he is. That's the thing I like. And again, catches the ball well, tracks the ball well. This kid has a lot of ability, and and he was an interesting player because he had uh, he averaged over ten yards. He had twenty eight carries, I believe, this year. And he had he averaged over ten yards a, a, a catch on those carries, but he also averaged over twenty yards a catch as a as a pass catcher. He averaged I think something like nineteen point four yards per touch on offense, and then also had the five kick returns, a punt returns for touchdowns. See, so yeah, I mean, you're catching a swing route to the right, and you score up the left sideline. Correct. That's a it's a pretty good play. Just a natural, easy movement, right? When people talk about loose hips, this is mm -hmm. what loose hips looks like. There's yes. no herky jerky, nothing like that. This is all smooth. No matter where he's going, small, all smooth. And uh, this is junior film uh, for, for people asking. Somebody asked yeah. about a comp to Percy Harvin. Percy was incredibly explosive and fast, so I would not comp Percy. I think you could comp Percy and, and from a usage standpoint, like how you used them, jet sweeps, you know, shovel screens, a lot of that type of stuff. Athletically, they don't really compare, but how Florida used Percy, I could see a lot of similarities here with how with Sean Terry. Wow, that's a great job of getting to the edge. Yeah. Now, Good. this is the kind of thing you look at, Vince, and you say, like, this type of play does not translate to the next no, level. No, it doesn't. Because he's faster than the kids he's going against, but he doesn't have the speed to do this kind of thing right. per se. But again, it's that get him in space and let him make people miss thing that you really look for here from him. Oh my gosh. How Coverage do you bust. not cover that? <laughs> the safety came downhill right. so fast. Just all ran right the people by here, you're not going to track. Like that's another example, Vince, of him tracking it really well. He sees it's yes. over his head. That's the hardest ball to track as a punt returner is that one yes. that's over your head. Exactly. That's, that was my point earlier. And watch this move. Catch his boom. boom. Like he does no wasted movement. But Go, Go Vince. No, I was no. just going to say, as soon as he caught the ball, he's moving like right now because he can feel the pressure and it's quick. That's true. And you're spot on with that initial move, but he makes, he, both of these moves right here are setups. Yeah. Like he sets this guy up, boom, stutter him, beat him yeah. outside. This guy's yeah. got a good angle. He out, he like, he does two different things. This guy I want to beat outside. And this all happens in two seconds. This guy I want to beat outside because he, he has an angle on me outside. So I got to stutter him inside and boom, beat him outside. This guy's got an angle on me. I need to stretch him, stretch him, stretch him, boom, beat him inside. Like that's setting guys up. That's that yeah. feel for it. That's that anticipation of it. And um, yeah, it's, it's, a, yeah no. it's a lot of good stuff here. Now, like the outrunning guy stuff, I don't know that he'll do right. quite as much at Notre Dame. But again, you get a guy like this in space, he's not going to get caught by too many people. I love that patience here. Like, okay, I don't know where I'm going to go. Oh, there's my crease. Boom. And then he hits it. And again, you see that balance. I'm breaking tackle right there. Yeah. It's really good balance. Boom. I'm right back and I'm back to full speed. So a lot of times you'll see guys move, make moves and like they kind of stumble or mm -hmm. take them a few steps to gather. This kid makes a move and he's gone. Right. He also had, I think, like 32 tackles on defense this past year as well. Hmm. So he plays, he had, I think Ryan had something like three interceptions, six pass breakups, like seven tackles for loss. Like he, he does everything. He's an old school football player, Ryan, or uh, Vince, goodness gracious. Well, you got and, Ryan and Sean. So well, I was just talking about Ryan. You're good, man. Yeah, I'm just which shit. Sean was I talking about? That's the question. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, we were talking how there's just not enough kids that are old school football players where, you know, when we were kids, the best player on the team, if he was a skill player, he played every phase oh. of the game. 100%. You don't see as much of that anymore. This kid right. does. This kid, corner, receiver, running back, kick return, you know, punt returner, he does it all. I'll, see, this showed me something right here, Vince. He does have a good feel as a route runner. You see him make that post cut. He sees it zone, throttle in, settle in, give your quarterback a target. Oh, my. Yeah. And now it's just embarrassing people. But, like, this is fun to watch. But to win in college, you got to know how to find space first. Right. You could be great at in space, but if you don't know how to get in space, then you're not going to be as effective. If this kid doesn't understand, boom, I'm out of my great. He sees zone immediately, throttles in, and then he gets the ball. But you got to be able to get yourself in place to get the ball before you start embarrassing people. 
<laughs> and and that's a lot of what Sean Terry brings to the table, Vince. That's fun to watch. We're halfway through his highlight film right now, guys. And every yeah, one of these yeah. plays is a highlight, by the way. Right. Right. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. No. So again, but like this is part of being a good evaluator is Sean is is uh, Vince. I have recruited kids like this to the Division three level that had similarly impressive highlight tapes, but they were four eights. Mm-hmm. You know, they they played against even worse competition. You've got to be able to evaluate. Okay, does this translate to our level of play? Sure. That's the question. And that's why Notre Dame needed to verify that 40 time because the, the quickness, the suddenness, the toughness, all that you can see, the vision, tracking the ball. But does he have the, the true speed to play at this level? That, that's the question that you have to find out. Right. I, lo- I like that route. Oh, that, he set him up perfectly on that, didn't he? That inside stem, that kid had no chance. Tracks the ball, great feel for where he is. And there's going to be times he's going to lose three or four yards and you just have to own it. You have to say, hey, look, you know, it is what it is. You take that because he's going to do some other things with the ball. This is another punt return. I think we've seen, what, three or four of us kick ret- punt returns for At touchdowns least. already? Yeah. Oh, just very smooth in space. That's the thing. Very, very easy agility. Very loose hips. Full speed right away. And that's what you look for. Hey, I may only be a four six, but I'm a four six out of the gate. And there's, you know, there's definitely, like you said, there's definitely some things he's going to have to learn. Like there was no point yeah. in running backwards on that last play. Right. You know what I mean? But right. again, it's going to be about getting positive yardage. But that's yeah. all going to come. I mean, he well, he's going to understand the level that he's playing against and what he needs to do. This that's is a perfect example, Vince. This is a, ver- th- you know, it's not because like you got to be careful. You can't just be doing left right all the time. I mean, right. you're, you're not Barry Sanders. This is a vertical play. Th- this is all about north south. Right. Find my crease. This is a direct snap to him. Find my crease. Boom. Get vertical. Run to daylight. Mm-hmm. There's nothing cute about that. It's vision, patience. Boom, and then you hit it. That, yeah. That, you know, like so. So you see that he's not just a dancer for the sake of dancing. You know, and and you need guys like that. Hey, not afraid to go over the middle. Yeah. Go up and get the ball either. I like that. Here's another punt. Return. Man, a lot. I mean, he had five punt returns, but it's like, why are people still kicking to this kid? Seriously. Like, honestly, you'd be better off taking a knee half the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, come on, guys. What are we doing here? It looked like there was one that tried to kick it out of bounds, but it didn't quite go out of bounds, and he yeah. picked it up on a, on a hop. Yeah. yeah the, still the, made a heck of a play. Yeah. You yeah. Know? That was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Here he is playing defense. Okay. You Not see the clo- you know good closing speed. Yeah, Kids, the football player, and again, is he a, is he a dynamic guy? Is is he? Oh man, this is no. It's a nice little stick there, right? Block destruction, boom, get vertical, bring the wood when you make the tackle. I like it. Yeah, this is this is not a a quote unquote uh, gap closer from the standpoint of you know just a no doubt about it. Guy's gonna be great. This kid's a good football player, man. It's a really good football player. There he's tracking the ball on defense. You see the you see how fluid, fluid his hips are, Vince. Right, not great technique on the pedal, but you just see how easily he gets to yep. he gets to accelerate, gets to turn, tracks the ball well, outplays the guy for the football. Exactly, fifty fifty ball, able yeah. to go get it. I like that too. Yeah, but there's a lot to like here. Mm-hmm. Like my only concern, honestly, Vince, when I watched him was the speed, the top end speed. And once I was told what he got verified with at Notre Dame. Uh, all right, cool. Take him. Yeah, because I, I wasn't. Yeah, that was my big. I don't know if I want to take this guy right now, just because sure. you, you just couldn't really tell. Here's no, this is a football player. I mean, look at him coming off the edge on a blitz. Gets get comes up field. He's got he's he's the force player. You know, rips the ball out. Yeah, and little strips in the house. Boom. I like it. And just he's a good football player. Yeah, these defensive clips ones I really like because they they show his toughness. Correct. Agreed. That's the stuff I really like. Like this kid is this kid's gonna compete. This kid's yeah. gonna get after it. He's gonna he's gonna be really dynamic. So that, he's a he's a fun watch, Vince. There's right, no absolutely. doubt about that. There's well then no you and then and then you add the intangible that he wants to be at Notre Dame. Right. I mean it, that if oh hey, that was so obvious. You know what I mean? Like that, that yeah. matters to me. Like yeah. he wants to be at Notre Dame. And so I, I love that. So that yeah. that just adds to the package. And like you said, he he fits in this offense. He fits what the coaches were looking for. There you go. And yeah. so the next question is, 
what's next? Right. What's next at wide receiver? And then is there anything else coming down the pike in recruiting? But first, what's next at wide receiver? Are that's kind of that's, that's kind of the million dollar question right now, yeah. right? And that's going to determine how a lot of people feel about this process. Yeah. And and so right now we don't know what's next at receiver. I mean, I I think we all know that at some point in time you're you're going to take Jerome Bettis Jr. I would imagine uh, that he'll commit to Notre Dame at some point in time. And you know, now you're getting down to okay, you've got four spots. You've got one in Elijah Burris, who I love as a player. Elijah Burris actually graded higher to me than Sean Terry. Uh, he, but he's more of a pure receiver that yeah. can do things after the catch where Sean Terry's an after the catch guy that's got to learn to play receiver. Sure. So yep. I really like the compliment. I mean, those are, that's your, your Z and your slot, you know, your Z and your F in this, in this defense and so, or in this offense. And so, you know, th- those traits are, are things you look for. So that's two of the four yeah. halfway there. You get Jerome Bettis Jr. That's three. Then it's like, okay, what's next? How you finish this class out is going to, is I think going to determine how a lot of people feel about Elijah Burris and Sean Terry. Fair or not, that's just the reality of it. So, you know, right now the board is, we, we all know about Jerome Bettis Jr. We know about Derek Meadows. He's obviously a guy the staff is very high on. He's been on campus before, camped at Notre Dame this past year as well. Uh, he's he's another guy that's blown up from a recruiting standpoint recently, right. Vince. I mean, he had a, he went to a camp recently and, and performed very well. Uh, and since then, it's just his offer list has just exploded. In recent weeks, he's gotten offers from Tennessee, Auburn, LSU, Arizona, Michigan, Alabama, Florida, Georgia have all offered him in recent weeks. Notre Dame obviously offered him over a year ago. Notre Dame's in a good position there, but I do not think he's the given that people – I think there's some people that think Derek Meadows is just a matter of, of when, not if. I don't agree with that. I think you've got to recruit the heck out of this kid. If you want him, you're going to have to stay on him. I do like where Notre Dame is at. It's just, it, it's this is probably going to be a, 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 a long process. At the earliest, he'll commit to me. It'd be the end of the summer, at the earliest, and I and I could see a scenario in which he kind of takes it into the season. So he's another guy uh, that that's high on their board. Uh, uh, Raiden, they, they were high on Lex Cyrus. I'm curious to see where that one goes now that you got Sean Terry, because Lex Cyrus is like almost a cookie cutter of Sean Terry. And I don't know that you need two of those guys in this class. Right. Yeah. So I, I I'm curious to see where that one goes, to be honest with you. Uh, Raiden vines bright is a guy that's going to be on campus this spring. He's going to come in for practice. He's a kid that's originally from, I believe Arizona. That's now at IMG. Uh, he's a guy that the staff likes a lot. He has said a lot of good things about Notre Dame. we got to see him get to campus first before we really know, you know, what kind of chance they have when he went to IMG, you know, We'll see, right? We'll see how things go yeah. when he's at IMG. He's another guy that they like. And then, of course, Taylor Taylor's a guy that's high on the board as well. There's some other players on the board that they have offers from, but that, that's the that's the focus primarily right now. Sure. You know, to me, Taylor Taylor's and Derek Meadows are the two must-gets. You know, we talked about this on the RTCF show on Saturday night, Vince, with Sean. I got it right. You're Vince. Did a show with Sean. And, you know, my two must-gets on offense from a skill standpoint were Derek Meadows and – Taylor Taylor, Derek Meadows for the unique skill set and the upside, but Taylor Taylor because like that's that dude, and you've got to beat Georgia for him, you got to beat Ohio State for him, you got to beat Michigan for him. But Taylor Taylor to me is a guy that brings a lot to the table, uh, and and would be a huge win. And we always talk about man, you've got to shut, you've got to close, you've got to close in your backyard, you've got to own your backyard, you've got to own the Chicago area, sure. you've got to own Illinois. You can't lose to Georgia and you can't lose Ohio State and Michigan and Illinois. You got to get those guys. So that's a big one. Right now, I think Notre Dame's in the top three or four group. If he was going to pick today, I would I, do, I would not choose Notre Dame for him, but they're in the game. And this is one that I could see kind of playing out a little bit longer, Vince. He's one that I think if he, if he doesn't commit to Notre Dame this summer, even if he commits somewhere else, if they're willing to stay on him, he's one that I think could be really impacted by the offense taking a jump in the fall. That's one who I, cause I think if you're him, you're kind of like, I love Notre Dame in a lot of different areas, but yeah, it's a wait and see approach. Yeah. 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 Do I really fit that? You know, that system that's yeah. um, that, that I don't know, but that's, that's pretty fair. much the board right now. Okay. I think obviously Jerome Bettis jr. Is the most likely to commit. I would expect <clears throat> him to commit probably sometime in 
in you know June or July. I do think he wants to get, you know, at least take a couple more spring visits. He's got, I mean, Texas A&M's pushing hard for him. Georgia Tech's pushing yeah, hard for that. him. There's some schools really pushing for him. And uh, obviously he wants to, you know, get to some more of these camps. He was at a, you know, he was at an event this past weekend. So uh, I, I would expect Notre Dame to, to get that one wrapped up in the next, you know, four or five months. But I don't think Jerome is going to rush this. There's a lot of reasons why he doesn't want to ru- rush this. I think he wants to make sure that Notre Dame really wants him. I think he sure. wants to, you know, continue to build up his profiles when he does commit. There's no talking about, you know, well, you know, he's just Jerome why. Bettis' yeah. kid, and yeah, he yeah. wants to go prove himself. That's why – I mean, say, say what you want about Jerome Bettis Jr. He's at every event that he can possibly get to, seven-on-seven seven camps. He's he's trying to prove himself. Sure. He's trying to improve as a player, and I respect the heck out of that. Yeah. So He's not just th- riding his name. Right. Not at all. Not yeah. at all. Because you think, okay, father, son of a famous football player, you know, comes from privilege sure. in a way sure. that his dad didn't, sure. goes to a really good private school, is this kid really want it? Is this kid yeah. really a worker? Yeah. And you talked with Ryan did an interview, a two part interview with an assistant coach from the high school. And they're like, this kid is, they love him. He's humble, right? He's, he, he's not a kid that, you know, the thing they said is he, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know that he's got a famous dad and he's yeah been to Super Bowls and done all these fun things as a big time player. You wouldn't know that he's a worker. He's a yeah. grinder. He's a great teammate. You know, he's tough. Hey, we asked him to play defense this year. So I got it. Go out and play defense. You know what I mean? Like, and he mentioned something that was intriguing. The coach there said he thinks he has a frame that maybe he could grow into an H-back, which I oh, thought was very intriguing. But his th- his point was, whatever you ask this kid to do, he will do. And so you got to love the competitiveness, Vince, because, you know, I've always I've always felt when it comes to parents, uh, kids of, of famous parents, mm-hmm. There's always exceptions, but I've always kind of found there's there's they go one of two directions. Sure, they're either really spoiled, soft kids, or they are really driven because they want to make a name for themselves on their own. Not that they dislike their parents, but they want to be known as themselves. I earned this. Right. I went and did this, and a lot of times that comes from the parents. The parents are going to say, "Look, yeah, you're my son, but you need to earn. I had to earn it." You need right. to earn it. Right. So when you look at kids like Ivan Taylor, you look at kids like Jerome Bettis Jr., you look at kids like Elijah Burris, those are all kids that come from – but the, every time we talk to one of their coaches, this kid's a worker, this mm-hmm. kid's a worker, this kid's a worker, and that's what you look for because you you, you can get swept up in the name. Oh, that's so – it's Plexico Burris's kid. That's Jerome Bettis's kid. Sure. That's Ike Taylor's kid. Okay, fine, but you're not recruiting Jerome Bettis. You're not recruiting Plexico Burrish. You're not recruiting Ike Taylor. You're recruiting their kids. Are their kids workers? Right. And you always got to be kind of careful with that. But with these kids, everyone we talk to, it's always great worker, great attitude, humble kid. And then say, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm on board. I'm on board. And so that's kind of what uh, that's kind of what you're looking for. And that's that's what I like about them. So, uh, and then Sean Terry obviously is part of that too, worker worker right and and i think that's part of the culture change that marcus freeman's still trying to add he's looking for guys there's guys that notre dame has passed on that are really talented players and and i won't say who because you know i'm not trying to throw a kid under the bus or throw shade at a kid where they're like yeah i I know we like the kid but we did our due diligence on this kid and even his own high school coaches question his toughness or his work ethic or whatever and you're just like yeah dynamic player but that's not a kid you're winning with yep at Notre yep. Dame because that kid won't do the work necessary and you've got to be, you got to be careful with those type of things. Absolutely. You got to be careful with those it, type of things. It is amazing to me <clears throat> as I dive through this recruiting thing as a parent, how important the high school coach recommendation is, especially with high school coaches that college coaches trust, right? It, it, it is. I mean, it carries a lot of weight, a lot, both positively and negatively, right? And so if you don't even have your own high school coach on your side, as far as like giving you props and saying that you're a hard worker and you're a leader and you're all of these different things, you can't even get your high school coach on your side. Good luck getting a college coach on your side, at least a quality college coach that is is doing his due diligence on you. And so it is incredibly important. So if you're hearing negative things from a high school coach, if I was a recruiter, man, that that's a huge well, turnoff. There was a kid a few years ago that was ranked like a top five overall national player. Went to a private school, and there was like, why didn't Notre Dame go after this kid? And I remember asking the name coach. He's like, dude, his high school coach just said this kid. You do not want to be part of this kid. Yeah. Talk, 
and the kid ended up going to like five different colleges. Right. You, you, exactly. You're like, yep, there because college coaches have a vested interest in it. the ones that produce kids on a consistent basis. They have a vested interest in. I need you to trust me mm-hmm. when I tell you something because if I screw you over on this kid, then that's going to hurt the next kid that comes along out of my program. And so that's the thing you like is you hear all these the, you hear the right things from the, all the right people, and that's something you're looking yeah. for. That's 100%. what's next at receiver events overall. Uh, tomorrow uh, yep. morning, Maddie Augustine, the 2025 offensive lineman from Connecticut, is going to make his decision known. And Maddie is going to be choosing. I I, I got to pull up his thing because I'm I'm trying to remember. I know Ohio State was one of the schools. I know Michigan is one of the schools. I gotta I gotta find what Maddie's final five is. So just give me a second. And it is Notre Dame, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, and Wisconsin. And so that's his five. He's an interesting kid. He came to camp at Notre Dame last year. Not a lot of people knew about him. He's a former basketball player. He's only played football for like two years, I believe. Reclassified to 25. He was originally, tw- he was originally a young 2024 kid. Oh, okay. So he reclassified to t- 2025. That also was partly due to the fact that he's no longer playing um, uh, basketball. Oh, okay. So uh, he came to camp this summer as a guy that we didn't know a lot about, dominated at camp. The coaches loved him, got an offer, you know, coming out of the camp. And he's been a top target ever since by the Notre Dame staff. So he's a very raw player, completely different guy, guy than Will Black and Owen Strebig, who are already like borderline 300 pounders now. You know, he's 260, 255, you know, this summer, but okay. great frame. You know, as he gets further and further away from being a basketball player, you'll see the frame. Because you remember up, how skinny yeah. Kyle Rudolph was as oh, a high school yeah. senior? Like, and then he stops playing basketball, and all of a sudden he's 250. Like, he looked like a basketball player. I mean, yes, he did. Yes, he, he did. Like. Yeah. So he's going to decide tomorrow. Uh, look, of the five schools, we won't talk a lot about this. We'll talk about his decision tomorrow more. But of all the five schools on this list, you're you'd rather be where Notre Dame is going into his decision. Just. Yeah, that's where they're at. So okay. Notre Dame has been the team to beat really since they offered. And despite other – wow. Yeah, you know, and, and Maddie's a kid too, Sean. Or, goodness gracious, man. I need a nap so stinking bad. <laughs> um, it's another I, thing. Vince, like you're the OG, man. How the heck am I getting your – like I used to be where I would like call everyone else Vince, you know? <laughs> I've so, dropped. I've just sorry, dropped buddy. on the totem pole. Maddie's a, a – no, it's not – you I'm know joking. that's not true. I'm joking. At that's all. Funny. But if you look great. at Maddie – you look at Maddie's recruiting – this is another one. What are you going to go off of? You're going to go off of his recruiting rankings? Because, again, they don't tell the full story. Everyone has him ranked as a three-star recruit. I have him ranked as a three-and-a-half-star recruit. Okay. But you're not recruiting him because of who he is today. Correct. You're recruiting him because of what you think he can be down the road. And that's what that's what they're looking for. And, and you can tell that there's a lot of people that feel this way. Here's Maddie, consensus three-star recruit. Nobody, including yours truly, has him ranked as a four-star. Here's his offer list in alphabetical order. Alabama, Boston College, Duke, Florida, Indiana, Kentucky, Maryland, Miami, Michigan, Michigan State, Missouri, Nebraska, North Carolina, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Penn State, Pitt, Rutgers, Stanford, Syracuse, Tennessee, Texas A&M, UCLA, Vanderbilt, Virginia, Wisconsin. He's been to Wisconsin three times. He's been to Ohio State three times. He's visited Penn State recently. Uh, or it, it, in the, He's visited Penn State, not recently. He's obviously been to Notre Dame a bunch. He's been to North Carolina multiple times. He's been to Michigan multiple times. So this he's been to Florida. This is a kid that's been everywhere, visited Alabama. So these are all these are all things that you look at and say, hey, this is a kid that's got the tools. People are banking on the upside. Absolutely. I'm fine. And I'm actually, this isn't one where I'm like the recruiting services don't know what they're talking about. He's a three-star. But yeah. on their system, he's a three-star. But this is what thing. They're recruiting him for what he will be, not what he is. So you and always have an upside grade. Yes. Right? So what, what is your upside grade? Four and a half star. Okay. All yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, he, it's a long ways to get there. And right. of all the offensive linemen, he's the one that 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 you, you say, if I'm betting on them, I'm putting him at the bottom of the list because he needs to add 40 pounds. He's got sure. still a lot to learn. But the athleticism is impressive. 
The length's impressive. He's a he's a he's a feisty kid, and you know, but he just has a lot to learn. He's he looks like a tall, long, athletic kid that's still learning how to play football. That's what he looks like. But they're banking on the frame is really good and the athleticism is really good, yeah, yeah. and that's what people are are betting on. And uh, and so uh, that's a and that's a position. I think that's one position where fans, by and large, seem to care a little less about rankings, understandably. Because well, that's a position where you see so many first-round NFL draft picks that nobody ever heard of coming out of high school. It's a very and Notre Dame position. has a track record of recruiting offensive linemen that end up being exactly what you just said. Right. First-round NFL draft right. picks. You know what I mean? Right. And so I, I get I get where fans are coming from from an offensive line standpoint because they kind of give Notre Dame the benefit of the doubt too. It's like, oh, Notre Dame's interested in this offensive lineman, then right. you know right. we're on board with it. And right. this kid feels more to me – Kind of like an old school uh, offensive line recruit. In that he's going to need a few years. Yeah, like he's he's not a guy that's going to come in and be ready well, to go and compete as a freshman. As of right now, correct. I mean, he's correct, the type right. of weird kid that the light could just go on as a senior and you're just like, holy crap, yeah, where did right, that come right. from? But yes, Vince, to your point, right from a now, physical standpoint, because there's right. been a lot of guys back in the day. Remember, I mean, offensive linemen used to come in and they would sit for two years while they just worked out. And they just, they got in the weight room, they got bigger, stronger, you know, understood the college game, all these different things. And here we are ready to go third year of, you know, in college. Right. Yeah. And so I feel like he kind of fits that mold from a physicality standpoint, from a, you know, a build and all of that. But again, he's a junior. Right. And so (laughs) believe me, I've seen it with my own eyes. A lot of things can happen from junior to senior year from a physicality standpoint. And if he has reclassified from 24, which I didn't realize, he could do a lot of growing between now and next year. That's so, right. Yeah. But I love I love that Notre Dame is all over this kid. Yeah. See what happens tomorrow. That should be so, fun to see. So, Vince, I know we're going to be getting into a little bit of rapid fire here in a little bit, but we are going to do a little special mailbag today. Because do Vince it. And I don't get it. So if you do have questions, you can go ahead and throw those in there now. We only have three so far, but I know normally on IB Nation Sports Talk, you know, guys don't normally do mailbags. Yeah, a lot of times we'll, we'll pull some uh, some yeah. some questions and kind of fit them into right. rapid fire or something like but that. You know, because yeah. it's us. Yeah, baby. and the OG's got to do it. We're going to do a little mailbag at the end, so uh, get those questions in there, and we will uh, we will get to those after we do the rapid fire. But you want to go ahead and close this segment out, Vince, before we get to the rapid fire. Absolutely. So, hey, thanks everybody for joining us. We're, stick around. We've got a little bit of a mailbag coming up. But uh, before we get to that, make sure you hit the like button, subscribe button, notification bell, all of the things that uh, cost you nothing and mean <laughs> everything to us. Uh, and then also jump on the boards, boards at irishbreakdown.com. I will say, as I was doing my research on Sean Terry, where did I start? At boards at irishbreakdown. Dot com. That's so right. That's where you want to check things out. And then, of course, that sent me over to irishbreakdown.com because class impact story, all that fun stuff. So uh, make sure you get over there because the boards is where the intel lies. Eventually, if, I mean, if you're, I guess if you're a super patient person, eventually we'll talk about what's on the board, you know, days or weeks later. But if you want to know what's going on in real time, folks, you got to get over on the boards. That's where it's happening. So Make sure you sign up, get on there, join the community. Great conversation going over there. Love. I I mean, it's like a ritual for me. I'm checking the boards multiple times a day. Uh, It's just, it's like I said, great community over there. So make sure you get that done.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.